You're listening to For Fork's Sake, and I'm Beck Perino. Please join me for conversations about the emotional space between why we cook and why we eat and have a forking good time. Every so often, I'm lucky enough to make new connections. I feel like the last two years have been the time to bond more with like-minded people. I can honestly say I have been fortunate to have had the opportunity to dialogue so intimately and authentically with a range of people through social media who have kept me sane in times where I would otherwise have felt incredibly lonely. These include friends that I don't see often, some that I haven't seen in years, distant family, and then acquaintances. And what I have loved about this dialogue is that it has quite often begun from a food-related post I have shared and henceforth kept me really active in the kitchen. Thanks to a lovely mutual friend you might remember from a previous episode, Julia Pantano, I've had the pleasure of getting to know a bit more about Davide Tonucci. Davide reigns from my motherland, from a small town outside of Bologna along the east coast of Italy. He has now lived in Sydney for over 10 years. His journey with food is authentic, progressive and poetic. Following Davide on the coastal Italian has drawn me to his gorgeous and genuine connection with food, particularly pasta. It is such a joy learning more about Davide, his roots, his work in the hospitality industry and how he turned his experience into an amazing opportunity to do what he loves every single day. Davide, it's so nice to connect with you through our lovely mutual friend, Julia. Yes, yes. So thank you thank for you so joining much. me. No, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to get to know a little bit more about your story and the place of food in your life. Yeah. And it's really nice talking to someone from my motherland. <laughs> Even though we're not Paisane, we're not Paisane, yeah, we're but, different parts completely, yeah, but still yeah, yeah. a beautiful connection through our culture and through food. Yeah. You've been back many times in Italy? Or? I've been twice. The first time I was there nice. for about seven weeks and that was nice. really great yeah. for me. Um, and that was actually the first time that my mum went back since she immigrated to Australia. Oh, wow. So yeah. it was very emotional. It was a really beautiful yeah, experience. I and I was young. I was I, I was 17 when I went the first time. Yeah. And then yeah. I've since gone back um, and I was there for about three, four weeks. But it's never <laughs> enough, you know. I, I feel oh, like yeah. I haven't even touched the surface. <laughs> but I'm grateful no. that I've been um, that I've been to where I'm, where I'm from, like where my parents, yeah. um, you know, originated and it's really nice to connect with yeah, my family. To and, see, yeah, yeah, to see where everything started. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's such a big part of my life. So it is, yeah. it is, um, it is good that I've been able to go back. So nice. I guess the first thing that I would like to ask you then is, yes. um, if you could tell me a little bit about your upbringing and the place that food had in and amongst that. Yeah, so I'm from uh, Pesaro, which is a kind of little town on the east coast of Italy. So near, let's say, just to give a rough idea, about an hour and a half from Bologna, which is kind of the major city. Uh, And um, kind of growing up, obviously food has been always uh, a big part of uh, my life, but like many, many Italians, I think, Mm. um, is always kind of the where you gather and, you know, is is a big part of your family, uh, whether it's the lunch or dinner or the Sunday lunches with the, you know, your relatives. So it's always been a big, 
big part of my life. Yeah, it's um, so many good memories <laughs> around the table. Yeah, <laughs> that's so for sure. So, did you cook a lot with your family? Like, did, um, were, were you interested as, from a young age? Um, so, when I was little, um, I kind of started early because. Um, so, what happened was when. Um, I think it was uh, middle school. So in Italy, we got, uh, you know, primary school and then got yeah. this weird middle school, three <laughs> years in the middle. Yeah. Uh, so around that, that age, for memory, uh, because I was the first one coming back home for lunch, so I started cooking lunch for my sister and my mom because nice. my dad was, uh, was at work. So it was only the three of us for lunch. So I started cooking, you know, mm. uh, little pasta dishes for them. So that one, I think, was the first kind of um, memory of me actually cooking. Yeah, um, nice. When I was little, probably I, I um, would have helped making, um, you know, desserts or little cakes or um, making the capelletti for the big lunches or Christmas, just kind of helping out. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, but Actually, cooking, I think that one, for someone, that one was the first, I think, time where I started, yeah, like making lunch for my mom and my sister, yeah. So how old were you when you were in middle school? What, what um, age? What is that? So like? it would have been uh, about, oh, I would say 11, 12, probably. Yeah, nice. yeah, nice. yeah, something like that. I've yeah, spoken so, about it in previous podcasts, but I always remember when I was really young, like probably like nine, ten years old, yeah. was when my mum first taught me how to make like the sulgo. She was yeah, like, yeah, this is yeah, the first yeah. thing that you need to know is how to make a good sauce. Exactly. And exactly. I remember standing on my little stool over the big saucepan <laughs> and she was checking over my shoulder to make sure yeah. that I had you know, um, sautéed the onion and the garlic enough yeah. and before I added the the balati or whatever we were using. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a fond memory. But to think now like about a nine-year-old being in the kitchen and preparing a meal, <laughs> you wouldn't see that a whole lot, like especially not here. Like I, ho- I hope that there are a lot of households that are doing that but like I just think when I was nine it wasn't really you know it's over 20 years ago now but still it seems like a foreign thought for it for a child to be preparing yes. a meal for for their family but to yeah. my mum she was like well when I was six I was already changing nappies and preparing helping <laughs> my mum prepare food because there she was one of five and right, my yeah. nonna worked in in Germany Mm-hmm. So it was really my mum who was the oldest who was already like a little adult when she was little. But yeah. do you think it's like that in Italy? Do you think that kids mature a lot quicker um, and are just in just being part of the culture? I think so. Like I see like friends uh, now in Italy where they got kids and, you know, they it's not that they're cooking, but they're always kind of, uh, you know, taking the photos like like I've seen with you, with your kids yeah. doing uh, cakes and biscuits and things like that. So I think it's, um, it's quite good to have that kind of interaction with them and bringing them up in that kind of culture because food is, you know, is essential. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's, uh, it's part of us, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, when, um, like I often have Aurelio, who's only two and nine months, like he's only mm. still just a little toddler. Yeah. But I often have him right with me at the stove and he's stirring and he's learning about yeah. 
He's learning about heat as well, like, you know, yeah. you've got to be careful when oh, you're doing this. But I've got a good story for heat. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll hear it. But it's good, like, for him to be part of it now. Like, I, sometimes my mum's like, oh, just be careful, you know, he might get burnt. And I'm like, well, yeah. you know, like, he's this is the time where he's going to absorb the most. And I really want him exactly. to understand our food and to be interested and excited by it because I, I don't believe that he should be kicked out of the kitchen like so mm. many of my um, so many of my friends say, you know, we, we don't know how to cook that well because our parents always just shoot us out of the kitchen. Yes. So we never showed yeah. an interest. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, tell it's, me your story. About, oh, <laughs> about heat, yeah. When I was little, yeah, the first probably encounter with heat was with the oven, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I well, think it was one of the old ones and, uh, you know, when, the, when he's on and uh, the front door kind of, is really hot so yeah, yeah i went oh. full in with the hand yeah yeah, yeah well <laughs> we've all a... had our accidents in the kitchen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even as an adult still you know you're just rushing around doing something yeah. and you make a yeah mistake. exactly didn't stop me so yeah good. <laughs> well that's good and it hasn't stopped aurelio either i'm sure he's had a few um you know splatters of oil yeah. or sauce or something and he's still very interested so yeah just part yeah. of it yeah, um, it's good. It's good. Tell me a little bit about your favorite childhood dishes then, like things that really connect you to home. Yeah, so there are a few. Um, so, for example, like we were saying before, um, during the big Sunday lunches or, uh, you know, big events like Christmas or Easter and all of that, one of the dishes that um, we always makes, make um, at my mum's place or when uh, my nonna was alive at her place with uh, my aunties all coming over mm. are uh, capelletti. So they're like kind of little tortellini kind yeah, of yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, so days in advance, everyone would come over and make them all together. And that one was kind of, yeah, one of my first, uh, I would say, encounters with the fresh pasta making kind of thing yeah and uh yeah and what's and, uh, the feeling for those like what goes um, what do you yeah is a is a meat filling meat, so yeah. yeah they will make a kind of a uh, what we call a macinato so it's a mix yeah. of uh ground meat and uh so that one will be the filling and this little capelletti we serve them in uh, in brodo so um, like a rich uh broth yeah. and that one is kind of a staple for uh any sunday or you know or the any kind of a big celebration. And doesn't matter if it's winter, summer, they're always on. <laughs> yeah. Is the brodo like made with a particular meat as well or is it just a... Um, so they depends in which household you go. Yeah. Um, so it, it could be uh, sometimes they make it of a capone, which is the um, like a kind of a rooster. Yeah. So yeah, chicken kind of thing is a bit more gamey. Yeah. Otherwise, my mom makes it with uh, beef. Yeah, yeah. Where afterwards, obviously, she takes out the beef and all the veggies, and that one you will have that one as part of the main as well, yeah, which nice. is a bolito. Mm. So you you reuse everything pretty yeah, much. Yeah, nothing gets then, wasted. Yeah. No, no, definitely not. Yeah, <laughs> and then you uh, you cook the tortellini into the uh, the broth that you make, yeah. and then you serve them. Yeah. 
Yum. That sounds like something that my Sicilian nonna, so my dad's yeah. mother, would make. She used to make little little propettini and make a brodo, mm-hmm. and then yeah. she used to put like little tortellini, like little mini ones, in there. Yeah. And um, she used to she used to say that that will that was like her staple. Will cure anything. Whereas mm-hmm. you know, like my mum would make like a like a chicken brodo instead. Yeah. So okay. it's interesting to hear. Um, you know, like what place food has for certain events, like mm. for a Sicilian or a Calabresi, we, we would probably not have something like that for the big festivities. That would yeah. be just kind of like your, your, like a gathering meal for any other mm-hmm. occasion. So it's nice yeah. to hear that that's something from your region that, um, yeah, yeah that one is uh, for sure one of the, one of the top uh, dishes. Yeah. Yum. Yeah. Very yeah. hearty. Good for winter. Yeah. I nice. Think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I know that you're very, um, so that your journey has got a lot to do with, with pasta making. Like that's one yes. of the things that yeah. you're, and for me, like I really find that pasta is something that connects me to my mum. I've often posted mm-hmm. about my mum being the pasta queen. Like she, yeah. she's really good at the, at the pastas that she knows. She's, mm-hmm. she's fantastic at it. She doesn't do anything fancy, but what she does do is magic. And, um, <laughs> you know, just simple things, but like mum makes tagliatelle all the time. Tagliatelle yeah. and gnocchi she makes like as if it's second nature to her. Yeah, like nothing. Yeah, so for her to just be like, oh, we're having pasta tonight and to make some tagliatelle instead of getting yeah. a packet, she yeah, is yeah. normal for her. It's like as yes. if, you know, she often comes home after watching my boys and they bring home a kilo of, of, of pasta. Um, so she's, you know, it really is something that I feel connects me to to my mom and especially my maternal nonna um yeah. so my calabresi nonna who's no longer mm-hmm. with us but she was amazing with pasta as well and she would never make like a lasagna for um for christmas day or something that wasn't mm. completely handmade yeah and, um, oh, 100% yeah as yeah. a kid i remember my mom used to make used to get me to separate all the individual strands of tagliatelle she'd be scared that they were going to stick so she separate them all and then as kids we would eat all of the odd ends all of the so like some people think what why would you do that it's all raw but we would eat all the odd ends that didn't quite match up yeah and um arranging them all on the little tablecloth that she had and i just Thinking about that is just such a beautiful memory and, um, you know, now we're all worried about like food safety and everything and yeah. my, my boys do the same thing. They'll just pick odd bits of dough and yeah. <laughs> shove it in yeah. their mouth. But yeah. it's just such a beautiful time to connect with family. So um, I guess what I want to know is did you think, did things like that really spark something in you to go, go on to work in food? Um, maybe, um, unknowingly, maybe yes. Mm. So my journey into uh, working with food has been kind of, um, um, I should say like by, by chance, like casually. So I started as, um, you know, doing the summer season, uh, waitering. So in cafes or hotels, um, so just to, you know, get a a little bit of cash on uh, during summer and that was kind of. A job that everyone was doing when uh, on the school holiday break. Yeah, and uh, after I finished um, high school, um, I was kind of uh, 
in the middle of uh, going to uni, but wasn't sure what to do. So it was kind of a uh, in the in in between. And obviously, I always liked food and um, you know watching the you know TV shows or mm. anything like it in in Italy. And uh, so I was kind of interested. And uh, my uncle, um, his, uh, his friend, had a restaurant, and uh, by chance he said, "Oh, look." And I was kind of, yeah, as I said, in between uni and not sure if I liked it or not. So he said, oh, do you want to come over here and work during, you know, uh, during service and, you know, do little things and wash the dishes and, you know. (laughs) But, you know, uh, I need a hand. And, you know, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. So I started that way. And obviously I kind of enjoyed it and uh slowly slowly from uh you know doing salads and washing the dishes i went to the entrees and then um they opened up another restaurant and i went there and kind of you know uh ranked up a little bit and um i was running the restaurant after a few years and so it was kind of a good experience for me so i really enjoyed it and uh stressful hours but i was kind of uh yeah i was like yes this is what I like to do. This Driving is in the chaos, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some people just love it, the busyness yeah. of it and, yeah. yeah. It can yeah. be very rewarding, I, I can imagine. Yeah. Yes. I worked as a waitress um, when I was when I was at uni and I can honestly say it had the opposite effect on, on me. Really? Because um, I think that's when it really solidified for me that I, I did not – I couldn't, I wasn't really one that could go out and work in, in food, mm. but it yeah. was good to see that side of things. And I, I guess yeah. it could have just been the environment I, I was in. Like I was, I was in a pizzeria and yeah. it was very fast paced and, um, yeah. you know, the, the owners really knew what they were doing. Like it was, mm-hmm. ex, they were exceptional at the yeah. food that they were preparing, yeah. but just seeing, you know, that, feedback from the customers and always being the, I think because I always was the on the receiving end of yes. negativity particularly, like it yeah. was great to see your your usuals and they speak very yeah. highly of the food, but then you would on the odd occasion you'd have that, you the know, someone side. who wasn't happy with how long they had to wait or, yeah. you know, and something if, went wrong with their food and you were on the receiving end, like I was on the receiving end of that and exactly. I was just like, oh, this is just you, an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. And then you go into the kitchen and the chef's going to start yeah. screaming at you like, oh. <laughs> And I feel for chefs, like chefs have got a tough job. Like, you know, I don't know how you do it, but like, yeah, I really do tip my hat to, to chefs. Um, So, yeah, yeah but... Um, interesting how you just had that foot in the door kind of experience. And yeah, you, exactly. So, but I you went to, on to work with some amazing people, right? Yeah. So um, in uh, in Italy, yeah. So I had a you know the the guy that uh, had the restaurant. He's quite renowned in my town, and he's he's all about seafood. And he's mm-hmm. I, I think I cook with the freshest seafood that you could ever get. Like he was going in the morning get the, the seafood from the boat, Yum. which is, was literally across the road <laughs> yeah. and, uh, come back to the restaurant. So it was, I think it was the freshest day that you can get. And, uh, even the second restaurant, same thing was, you know, super fresh. And, um, at some stage, um, over there, they brought in, um, um, this guy that has, um, a Michelin star restaurant yeah. around my area. Mm-hmm. So I did kind of a work experience with him for a few weeks. 
and that one was uh, kind of right uh, before I was kind of contemplating to come to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was like, oh, this is good, but I really want to do this experience. And uh, But at the end, I kind of uh, pulled the plug and said, no, look, I'm going. Wow. <laughs> And to work yeah. with someone so renowned and so yeah, experienced yeah. and you still wanted to come to Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, I need to, I need to go. <laughs> well, you're, you've had like probably the most authentic experience then because it's really something that's connected you to, first of all, where you're from and then yeah. you, know, you learnt the skills from the ground up. Like I really think it's important for any job for the for if you're even if you're at the top like if you're the owner or whatever you should know how to do everything so exactly. it's good that yeah. you've grown within the hospitality industry because yeah. you know every part of what's involved in making it successful yeah it's um it's been a yeah a long journey but it's uh, yeah definitely thinking back now is kind of yeah rewarding is uh it's been fun yeah <laughs> up and downs but fun yeah <laughs> so you've come like you how long have you been in australia now uh now is uh, it's been uh 10 years 10 yeah. and a half yeah nice. yeah and what do you think has been the biggest difference between food where you're from and food in australia um so when i first got here i um I kind of, I thought I knew what I was doing, <laughs> right? But then uh, the the minute that I started working here, first of all, the language was kind of, uh, you know, a big uh, kind of sort of bar- barrier because I wasn't, uh, I thought I knew English a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> was it uh, always the case? Uh, yeah. I remember the first day working into the kitchen, I was like, oh my God, I, uh, yeah, I don't understand anything. <laughs> So from, uh, you know, running a restaurant to kind of stepping down to not to back where I started, but kind of running a little section of entree. So it was kind of, all right, yeah, I need to take a step back because I, I can't do the same thing that I was used to do in Italy because yeah. I don't have the language and have, uh, you know, I don't know how they run things here. So it was, it was a little different. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, at the same time is, you know, like my tongue and, uh, you know, because there, there was always the thing, uh, oh, you know, you're Italian, you know how it's done, but here we do it like this. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> okay. Sure, no worries. <laughs> okay, yeah, no worries. I'm, I'm not going to say anything. I'll yeah. do it your way and that's it. <laughs> yeah. So there was a lot of that at the beginning at least, the first few years. Um, but then afterwards it's uh, kind of you start with uh, – you grow up and you start to work with different chefs where they are a little bit more um, open-minded. And mm-hmm. I think the food culture in Australia changed quite a bit in the last few years as well. Massively, for, yeah. Yeah, for what I've seen, like restaurants and uh, different quality and really good restaurant coming up almost every day. And is uh, you know, that helps quite a bit. So yeah. being able to kind of uh, express what I knew from back in Italy and bring, you know, my kind of uh, ideas, my dishes or, oh, look, in Italy we do this. What about if we change it and make a kind of a Australia, Austra- like a, with a touch of Australia <laughs> in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying. And yeah. have you been to Melbourne? Yes. Yeah. yeah, so you would know that the food scene there is quite amazing. Like they yeah. really try to it's push really the nice. boundaries, but Sydney's yeah. really catching up with that now. And I 100%. don't we have no choice because we're 
we've become really well known for food. So we need yeah. more people who are willing to experiment and not give you the same kind of menu everywhere you go. Like it's really yeah. important that we keep up. And um, yeah. yeah, I can honestly yeah, say I that we had Melbourne. nothing going on here for a, a long time. Like Melbourne was the place to be if you wanted to. Um, Victoria in general was the state yeah. to go to for food and now yeah. I find that well and truly like caught I was up. talking, yeah, like sometimes, you know, with I was talking with my wife and, for example, here for food, uh, Leichhardt was the kind of, you know, centerpiece. Mm. Uh, she said a while ago, like the little forum was like full of restaurants and now yeah. it's like completely dead. There is nothing there, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, it's really sad seeing like that go and, well, I feel maybe Melbourne doesn't have that. It's quite, you know, uh, vibrant everywhere you go, pretty yeah. much. There is a nice restaurant in every corner and, uh, yeah. It's part it's of the nice. culture yeah. of going to Melbourne is to know that you probably won't make a mistake anywhere that you walk yeah. in, like everything is yeah. good there. Yeah, yeah, um, but exactly. Yeah, well, I, I um, used to live in Leichhardt. Well, oh, were you? A, yeah, so I saw all yeah. of that happen like right. the reshaping of Norton yeah. Street Leichhardt and yeah. um and you know we had our reservations about all that development when it was all happening because we thought mm. that it probably would actually diminish the charm the original charm yeah. and they were speaking yeah. about how the forum was going to be like the epicenter of an Italian experience yeah. so food um shops even that were you know importing clothes from, yeah. from Italy and and yeah, it didn't for whatever reason. It, it just really never took off, and um, yeah. it is a shame because Norton Street isn't what it used to it be. Is. Like I always think about, um, I, but I still think about it fondly because that's where when I when we were kids. Well, I say kids, teenagers. We used to go and watch yeah. the World Cup. Did your wife tell nice, you that yeah. that was kind of like they'd close off all of Norton Street yeah, for nice. all the games? And so <laughs> I used to. We used to gather at my place because I was right yeah. there. So all my friends and my brother's mates and my, my even my husband because we grew up together. Yeah. Um, we'd all meet and we'd all walk up to Norton Street with our flags yeah. and <laughs> and um, awesome. you know, and then we'd have school like the next day, but it was early in the morning, and we'd right, go and yeah. stand in the freezing cold in Norton Street, like watching <laughs> the game from a little screen in a cafe and it was yeah. just for the atmosphere because it's oh, like yeah. every Italian in the inner west was there <laughs> and I remember getting like getting home and having to quickly get dressed for school and quickly yeah. go next door to say goodbye to nonna and nonno and my nonno would yeah. be like where have you been why do you look yeah. so tired I'm like nonno we were watching the partita did you get yeah. after <laughs> and he would be like look at us so proud that we were <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we were like a, really into it, so yeah. yeah, yeah. Into the and, uh, so Northern <laughs> Street has still got like a like a really good place in in my heart. Like a, it's, yeah, I think nice. about it fondly. But for food, yeah, it has it has changed a lot. Yeah, I so, think so. Yeah, but that's the um, nature of Sydney because now you look at places like. You know, you would never have thought 10 years ago that Marrickville, for example, mm, would be yeah. an awesome place to go for food experiences. Yeah, it exactly. It's incredible. There is so much around and it's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. They, they're popping up quite a few and whether it's the really expensive restaurant or the little uh, kind of uh, brewery where they have like mm. special events where they do with the really nice chefs and, you know, they do amazing food. So it's, uh, yeah. it's coming up um 
yeah, we're catching up with Melbourne, I think. Yeah, yeah I think so too. We're, we're starting to become a little bit more respected on the Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess I want to know a little bit. So you worked in restaurants, obviously, when you first yeah. came here. What is happening now? Tell me a little bit more about the Coastal Italian and what it involves and why you decided to start it. Yeah, so... Um, so after a few years that I was working in a restaurant, I was kind of, uh, I had um, not very bad experience because I can't say that, but I was kind of getting a little bit over it. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a big pressure environment. And I was like, okay, I need to have a little break from, uh, from this. So I started um, looking for other options. And um, I started working uh, at the, cooking school in uh, Sarah Hills at the Essential Ingredients, yeah. which unfortunately now is uh, closed down, mm-hmm. um, the, the store. Uh, so I started working in, in there and uh, I started doing uh, cooking classes, which was always uh, on the back of my mind, but I never knew how to, okay, how do I start? Where do I go? Or, you know, yeah. the structure of the thing. So I, was, I had the chance to see other people and also start doing my own. And... Um, and I really enjoyed it. So I was like, okay, this one could be the next thing then. Uh, you know, my uh, instead of uh, restaurants, cooking classes and, you know, pasta making, teaching people how to make pastas and different dishes. And I, yeah, as I said, I really enjoyed it. So after a little bit, I kind of um, start to um, grow this idea. Okay, how can I make my own little business uh, out of this? And uh, that's where the... Costa Italian name came from. So I was like, okay, I want to kind of bring uh, part of where I'm from near the coast. Obviously, the Italian is. So I asked my wife, is the Costa Italian make any sense as a a name? (laughs) She goes, yeah, it does. Okay, cool. (laughs) It's cool. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, thank you. And uh, so that's how it kind of started as a. brand i don't know if you can say as a brand yeah Yeah. as a name and um obviously i kept doing cooking classes for um in sari hills and uh, at the same time i started to um doing my own cooking classes so my own little private events and um and recently i started to do cooking classes for newcastle um i'm gonna have cooking classes for the sydney community college um so yeah so i'm kind of branching out a little bit, so it's uh, it's growing. Uh, obviously, in the last few years, uh, had few setback, but yeah. like everyone else, I think, yeah, uh, and lots of uh, uh, stop and start, stop and start. So you kind of gain momentum, and then uh, no, we're going to look down. So and look now. So it's uh, it's been uh, a little bit tough, but. Hopefully this year is the year, (laughs) 2022, yeah. I was going to talk to you about that a bit later, but I'll talk to you about it now since you've brought it up. So I've been thinking about um, the pandemic quite a bit and how it's affected hospitality in general. Um, Mm -hmm. The Coastal Italian is about so much more than just your cooking schools though because you do a lot of sharing. You have a beautiful community of people who love following you on social media. 
Yeah, and, I never um, thought about it. I was, uh, yeah, I'm really like humble. Like when people comment in or share recipes that, you know, I do, I was like, oh, this is nice. Like, uh, I love it. I'm so grateful for it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's beautiful because it's authentic and, you know, mm. it's a great way Thank for you. people to connect. Like, yeah. you know, the um, social media community is a great way for, yeah. them, for yeah, people exactly. to share and for people to kind of like give others a little bit of something to look forward to in yeah. the day. So yeah, I know we cooked a lot of um, things that you posted um, during lockdown. So my boys yeah, and I made you. a few thank things. You so much. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I think, you know, for a, obviously the pandemic has been wildly negative all round. But in terms of people connecting with a craft, with food, I think that it has had um, – it has had a massive effect. Like lots yes, of people are did. starting yeah. to realise that they can, um, you know, they have all they have a bit more time so they can yeah. experiment a little bit more with Absolutely. food. So I know for me that that's the one thing that I took away. Like for the most part it was really hard, pregnant, with yeah, two little yeah. ones, locked down, hardly any um, support. Yeah. But I had food. And I had to, that time to be able to give to exactly. food and to be able to yeah. play with it and make it part of the day with the kids. So mm. how do you think it's affected your connection with food, positive or negative? How, what oh, do you think no, it's done? Um, absolutely. Like I would say just positively, positively because um, like you said, it, during lockdown, uh, I was able to, um, I was cooking before, but kind of uh, during lockdown, experiment a little bit more and a little bit more time to kind of sit down and look through recipes and, uh, you know, mm. find uh, ideas and, you know, put it into um, place and, you know, making them and sharing with uh, other people. And during lockdown, I think is where kind of I, uh, yeah, I connected with a lot of people through uh, social media and uh, it's been yeah, it's been amazing. And some of these people, like, uh, I, I almost feel like I, I know them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, we never met, but I feel like, yeah, I uh, I pretty much know them. <laughs> yeah. No, I yeah. know what you mean. Which is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's really, really good. I must say that that's, like, something that I've really, like, the coastal Italian social media, like, Instagram is beautifully um put together and very oh, very <laughs> easy to <laughs> fall you. in love with and then you've got your your website so you can you know you use that to share your recipes as well yeah yeah you've got your blog you've got all your social media handles on there but you've also got like a little store where people can buy yeah um, little things to help yeah. them in their pasta making journey yeah. and i love that because it's authentic and there's things on there that you know um you can't get like easily here yeah in, easy in yeah exactly so, yeah which so, i thought you know was would have been only kind of a natural uh you know like a tree like another little branch where you go okay yeah this you know i'm making pasta and you know share recipes and you know why not uh putting a little store where people can find nice pieces because i don't have a lot of uh you know uh big machinery or anything but yeah. you know Small numbers because also that's you know is uh, could be tricky, but uh, you know small numbers, few nice uh, bits and pieces, but good quality. Yeah, yeah. that's no, for sure. That's really Authentic. <laughs> so yeah. pasta is obviously something that you share a lot through the cooking schools. Um, yes. How do you find people um, respond to your classes, and do they? Um, 
do they, I guess, pick up on your passion for pasta and yeah. what's, what's the response? Yeah, so I um, one response that I get from everyone is like, oh, wow, I thought it was, would have been so difficult mm-hmm. and uh, time-consuming and, uh, you know, uh, crazy recipes. But it's like easy. I don't know if, you know, if if it's uh, the same for everyone, but it's kind of, you know, simple and uh, really like people enjoy the process. Like uh, kind of take your time, uh, relax and just enjoy the process. And, you know, it's really uh, relaxing, I would say. It's, uh, yeah. So at home, if you got, you know, tough day <laughs> at work, yeah. you know, you might not feel like it, but, you know, come home and start making a little bit of pasta to your time and, uh, you know, kind of release a little bit of the stress. <laughs> and that's what, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. And that's one response that I have from everyone, yeah, uh, 100%, that is like, oh, wow, it's really, you know, it's easier than I thought and it's so much better, fresh pasta. You can't beat fresh yeah, pasta, can't. yeah. Yeah. Even really good quality dry pasta, but the difference is, yeah, it's yeah. huge. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, just yeah. a different mouthfeel completely. I don't know. Yeah. It's just and exactly. And if you have been involved in the process, I think sitting down to eat it is just yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna say a bad word about it because it is no, rhythmic exactly. and beautiful <laughs> and soulful and you know, yeah. it's yeah, I think it's a it's a real nice way yeah. to just um to just mellow out and meditate yeah, and relax. Exactly. And then, yeah. No, and I also what I yeah, what I think is um also that sometimes um, at least I don't know here, but also in America and you know other Western maybe culture, the the idea of pasta is is not what we have in Italy. So in Italy we have you, you push your pasta, nothing too massive, but with the just simple sauce like a, where it's just a tomato, or you put you throw in some uh, veggies or some prawns mm. or just a simple pesto. Where here or like in other countries. The ideas of pasta is like these massive portions, really rich and creamy sauces, mm. where like is, um, is really like a, almost too heavy to eat, and yeah. and people are like, oh, this is all you need to have a nice pasta dish. It's like yes, two three ingredients, fresh ingredients, good quality, and that's uh, you know that's yeah. all you need. And they they see oh, it's a game changer. They don't need to put cream or anything. No, no, <laughs> but, they don't. Uh, yeah yeah um it's like uh, oh okay so yeah that's you know it's also rewarding for me because i see you know probably put put people on a healthier eating pathway maybe a healthier relationship with pasta which is really good yeah and i guess part of it is also learning about teaching people about eating seasonally like it's pasta but still let's keep let's think about what season we're in and what kind of pasta matches the season what produce do we have access to that's really going to elevate this dish and you know it doesn't have to be a big hearty steaming hot full of you know like you said a rich sauce it can be something light and fresh and zesty like you know I often yeah steer away from my um you know traditional pasta dishes that my parent that my mum and my nonna taught me and I Mm. and I play with the season I'm like well why can't we just have like a a zesty 
pesto on this to yeah, freshen exactly. the palate and it's nice yeah. and refreshing kind of dish to have on a, on a hot day. You don't have to yeah. avoid a plate of pasta because it's summer. You can match yeah. it to the season. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, that's that's nice that, you, that you've that you kind of transformed people's thinking around yeah, pasta exactly. as well. Yeah, yeah. That's good. So yeah. um, I know for me I have yeah. um, lots of emotional dishes, like things that okay. really connect me to yeah. family. And um, I, as I was thinking about what we were going to talk about um, yeah. today, I was I was thinking about my nonna Maria who um, mm-hmm. was an incredible cook and is really yeah. – part of the reason why I started writing my book and part of the reason yes. why I'm podcasting. And she used to make these really simple but delicious mm-hmm. um, melanzane ripiene. Okay. Like they were just, I don't know, they were just something else. She, I think it was probably her signature, signature dish, as simple as right. what it was. Yes, yeah. Um, but I actually haven't eaten them since she passed away. Lots okay. of people, my whole family knows how to make them. Yeah. You haven't hit them because like... Uh, I don't know. I just you, think, um, you know, I even know how to maybe? make it. Yeah, I think it yeah. is something trapped in my subconscious mm. that thinks that it'll be really hard or maybe it'll be just a beautiful thing for me to sit down yeah. and have them. Like my mum makes them really yeah. well. Like I probably yeah. couldn't like tell the difference that much between, between my mum yeah, and yeah, my between the two, Yes, <laughs> I know how to make them. All my dears yeah. know how to make them. <laughs> but it is an emotional dish for me because yeah. I've been eating those since as long as I can remember she's made mm-hmm. them. That's been something that she – and it's never changed. She, she right. made them the same way yeah. for years and years <laughs> and yeah. – you know, as kids, we looked forward to them. Nonna would, or you would sometimes, because they grow or they, my nonna was still growing melanzani in his garden, actually. Of course, yeah. I awesome. was there last week and he took me downstairs and he had a big tub. He goes, Thank I can you. only imagine Take your some. nonna backyard. Oh, he, he's what a he's amazing. <laughs> I, I don't know where he gets the patience. He's in his early 80s and he still goes out and he wow. loves it. And um, so he, he, you know, he took and he showed me the melanzania and I thought, oh, how good would it be if I yeah. could just um, find the time and the courage to make that dish? To make them, yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's beautiful. But um, I think. Food can can serve as a beautiful reminder of um, mm-hmm. our culture and our loved ones and moments in time where you just feel like this life is great and this is beautiful yeah. and the food is there but it's the connection with the people that's helping yeah. me love this dish even more. So do mm-hmm. you have any particular dish that stirs that kind of emotion in you? Um, so deeply, I um, don't think so. But um, probably, like uh, as I said at the beginning, maybe the um, I would say the the capelletti, that one is kind of a really heartwarming dish that you know mm. we we always having and you know bringing the family together probably will be that one um, and maybe um, another dish that also uh, kind of brings the family always together. It would have been the. Uh, uh, piadina, which is a kind of Italian flatbread, mm. right? And that one would have been more of a kind of a sharing, um, you know, uh, lunch or dinner. So everyone would bring a few things and, you know, would have been more a kind of a, uh, you know, when you share a, 
uh, dishes is a bit more oh pass me this a more a bit yeah. more interactive social, you know with the whole yeah. family social yeah exactly so I think maybe the piadina with the, all the different condiments uh, around it I would say that one yeah will bring a little bit more of a a good family you know lunches back in my mind and uh, yeah. Yeah, so nice. maybe maybe that one, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. I love the thought of just sitting around at a table with all the food just in the middle, you know, yeah, that's just yeah. um, And it's something that's really become popular here in, in um, Sydney as well, actually, mm, shared yeah. eating and that communal style, yes. yeah. um, which just kind of feels normal for for Italians and I mm, guess Middle yeah. Easterns, Greeks, that's how a lot of meals are, are enjoyed. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah it's become exactly. very, very um, popular style and for good reason. It's a nice way yeah, to Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, all the comments that go around, oh, this time is a bit dry, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah. So... I think what I, as we come to the end of our talk, we've got a few things that I want to ask you, but I want to know, does food ever feel stressful for you? Like cooking, preparing, um, feeding people you care about, especially, does it ever feel yeah, stressful? Yeah. Um, look, um, before when I was working in restaurants, uh, maybe yes, if when I was coming home and I was like, oh, chef rarely like to cook at home like a good, like, you know, big meal. So it's, especially if you have a full on week and it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> can I we just eat out? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I go out for dinner or, you know, but um, now uh, that I have, you know, be more time, I really enjoy it. Like I kind of rediscovered the, the joy of cooking for people and, uh, you know, loved ones uh it's yeah or like even people that come to the classes um so it's really a more enjoyable process for me now than um than it was before yeah 100 percent. oh that's great yeah. yeah and I guess that that's um like I've said before part of the reason why I just love immersing myself in all things food but I don't necessarily wish to create a business mm. um, like because I just love the pace of um, of what I'm doing. Like I yeah, just love yeah. just connecting and doing things on my own terms. And yeah, um, yeah, it just does change. It just changes things when you're not under pressure. Like I've got a yeah. great, I've got a really um, good friend of mine who is an exceptional cook, and she okay. decided to try out for MasterChef one year. Right, you okay. know how yeah. big that show is here. Yeah. Um, and she was she was on the tryout episodes, and um, mm-hmm. I remember asking her, you know, how was it? Like you, yeah. you didn't get through to the top, whatever, to, but yeah. you were in those initial episodes. And she goes, yeah. you know what? Everything that I was trying to do just would mm. not work. She said <laughs> things that I've done a billion times in my yeah. life. She said the pressure just really got to me, and yeah. nothing turned out. She said it's oh, not the right. so what I played it up was just not what I make at home. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, just that mm. pressure to perform, like, yeah. for someone who food it's, comes so naturally to. And my yeah, heart broke exactly. for her because I was like, yeah. she would have been an amazing contestant. And, yeah. you know, some people thrive in environments of pressure and some people yeah. don't. Like, don't. I know I would be the same. I'd probably make a dish that I've made a billion times before and it would be exactly like her. It'd just be a complete <laughs> flop, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah, this restaurant are, like, really, you know, you know, a lot of pressure environment and, uh, yeah, the room for error is really, really small. Yeah, I mean, Like, okay. you, yeah, you can't, whether it's for food costs or, like, even when is a prep time or, like, during services, like, yeah, is uh, is minimal. Like, yeah. you can't, yeah, make many mistakes, yeah. That's why I think, you know, there there's kind of, like, a stigma that goes along with being a chef, you know, there's a real negative stigma yes. actually. Yeah. Like yeah. The, um, yes. I spoke to another one of my friends on, on my podcast who mm-hmm. is a trained chef and she yeah. said that <clears throat> one of the first days that um, she was in the kitchen, the head chef kind of asked her, so what are you going to be? Are you going to be a gambler, addicted to alcohol, drugs? What's it going to be yeah. kind of thing? So there I, is like this world yeah. where there's so much pressure to, yeah. I have to say um, things are kind of, I feel they are changing a little bit mm. in their restaurant kind of environment. Um, for what I've seen, like for, for, from when I started to the last time that I worked in a restaurant, which is a few years ago now, but it's, um, it changed kind of the culture around it you still have those kind of uh, you know it's always under pressure that's for sure but yeah. the environment the culture between chefs is um is getting better yeah. yeah not everywhere not everywhere i'm not gonna lie because even in the last few years i had few experiences let's <laughs> <Yeah>. say that <laughs> well, it's a workplace at the end of yeah. the day and when you are exactly. so emotionally invested in yeah. what you're doing it can yeah. get it can get heated it can get really hard but yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad that the Coastal Italian has given you that kind of a bit more freedom and flexibility. Yeah. <laughs> a bit more zen. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, so I guess we've, we've spoken a lot about the Capelette, but is there anything else that kind of is like a really big emotional food memory? Like even something that you might have tried the first time you came to us, like when you came to Australia for the first time. Mm. Is there something in that you had like this groundbreaking um, emotional experience around food with? Um, so it's maybe there's a little bit of story. So another dish that is uh, really popular where, where I'm, I'm from is uh, passatelli. So, which is a pasta made out of uh, breadcrumbs, eggs, and so, and they kind of, uh, you press them through a kind of a potato ricer kind oh, of thing, yeah. and they come little, uh, little logs, yeah. right? And, um, and that was one of my, you know, not famous, but good dishes that I was doing in Italy, you know, with seafood and uh, yeah. all of that. So, after a few years, I, I was a pasta chef in, in a restaurant, and I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a go. <laughs> It's time for me to, you know, show what I got. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, so I did. And, you know, it came out how it's supposed to be. Beautiful. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember, you know, because you can't put it on the menu unless the owners, the head chef, da 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 da, everyone agrees with it. And uh, everyone tried it and um, go, oh, no, this is not, um, you know, restaurant quality food. 
okay. This is kind of uh, hit me a little bit. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is a bit more, you know, something that you might do at home. And I was like, okay, all right. I'll take the, uh, you know, the feedback. Bit. And yeah. yeah, exactly. I was like, okay. Years later, um, we did, I worked in another restaurant and uh, I was like, okay. Was it be more open-minded, this restaurant? Yeah. <laughs> I, I did. And uh, everyone was like, oh, yeah. This is amazing. So it's kind of a, you know, for me, okay, so maybe what I'm doing is yeah, nice. <laughs> is good. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, that one for sure is, uh, is one of the, a dish that was kind of, uh, at the beginning got me. It was like, oh, maybe what I know is not so, you know, good or not a, as good as I thought, but then it's, yeah. Plus, maybe it just took that know. time because yeah, now exactly. they say, I don't know if you can call that dish like a peasant dish, but that is yeah, so yeah, on trend yeah. at the moment. Yeah. To, like that is real food. And, um, yeah, exactly. you know, there's that page, the pasta grannies, for example. Yeah. And oh, I love it. That's, that it's is, so good, eh? that, that <laughs> is staple kind of household food that people yeah. are just going nuts about now. That is yes. what food really is. So yeah. yeah, you can go out and have fine dining and it's amazing experience. But at the end of the day to have something that's, really hits you in the heart that's full of nostalgia and that mm. homely comfort like that's the yeah. food that most people are looking for now yeah exactly so oh, it was good it was great. just a matter of kind of picking the right time like yeah. probably like you said yeah yeah the time I'm the glad crowd yeah the <laughs> yeah exactly people. yeah it's yeah, very subjective yeah. so yeah oh, so, i'm so good. happy yeah. that, that what a moment <laughs> yeah it was nice good. It was good. yeah so how do you want people to feel when they eat good italian food Ah, oh, happy and just relaxed and kind of uh, you know, like he, like if he's a big family kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Or all sitting down together. Like now, obviously because of COVID and uh, social distancing, you can't. But otherwise, before with my cooking classes, would have been yeah, you do the cooking, but then we cook everything together and then we share it. You know, the lunch all together, yeah, sitting so down in a long big table, like you know, you will do at home yeah. pretty much. So now it's a little different, obviously, trying to keep the distance as much as possible. But otherwise before, yeah, it was just, you know, all communal uh, sharing and, you know, everyone started to know, have a chat about the food, about themselves. So it was kind of bringing everything together right at the end. And uh, it's always, yeah, nice see people connecting to each other and uh, being friends at the end of the day. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it was really, really good. You took that word straight out of my mouth. I think for me, I always think about connection when I think yeah. about people um, eating Italian food. I think yeah. if you feel connected to the person that cooked that for you, to the people yeah. around you, then it's really done its job because exactly. I think that yeah. that's really what um, Italian food is is all about, bringing people yeah. together. So, well, Davide, I just want to ask you one more thing. Um, yes, I just want to say what place does food have in your life if you were to sum it all up? Yeah, uh, um, number one. <laughs> <laughs> no, massive, massive uh, is, a, is a huge part of my life. As I said, since when I was little, obviously, like cooking for my mom and my sister and my dad and so, and, you know, growing up, still cooking and working in, a, in an industry where, you know, give me the, the opportunities there, you know, to come here. And uh, so without food, I'm not sure if, uh, like, for example, if I was a salesperson, I'm not sure if I 
would have come to Australia, yeah. for example. So had um, opened up a whole new world and, yeah, definitely had a massive impact, uh, yeah, on my life, that's for sure. So and hopefully, you know, I, I'm going to keep uh, doing this and, you know, give and uh, spread this uh, the Italian food uh, culture with my cooking classes and, uh, you know, recipes and, yeah. Yeah, so, well, I hope so too. It'll be good, yeah. It's great. <laughs> Thank you. It's been so lovely connecting with you, Davide. Thank you so, so much um, for no, sharing so your for journey. And, yeah, it's really, really lovely. Yeah, so, we'll amazing. talk soon. Thanks, Davide. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. If you'd like to connect with me, you can reach out on my socials at For Forksake Podcast. That's on Instagram and Facebook. Or you can even drop me an email, For Forksake Podcast at gmail.com.